Hi, and welcome to Ear Tours American History. This podcast is to tell stories of American history as told by Doug McCormick, a tour guide and history enthusiast and co-hosted by his daughter, Brianna McCormick, who doesn't remember dates and facts about anything despite being told several times. We hope you enjoy these stories. Let us know if you have any feedback. Thank you for listening. Okay, Dad, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Thomas Jefferson again, and and in particular, the Jefferson children. He had children with two women. The first set of children were with his wife, Martha, and then the second set of children were actually with a slave mistress of his. Her name was Sarah Hemings, but she's known to history as Sally Hemings. So we'll hear the the controversial story that some people talk about. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's controversial to this day. Um, But when you talk about the Jefferson family with, uh, you know, fathering children between two women, it can get very, very confusing. So I'm going to talk a little bit of family tree and try to um, diffuse the the potential confusion, but I do need to talk about the uh, Jefferson's wife's father uh, and that side of the family because that's very important to the story. And then uh, we'll talk about Jefferson's wife and the children with with her. And then lastly, we'll talk about the children with Sally Hemings. So Jefferson's father-in-law was named John Wales. And again, it can be confusing because there's actually three Marthas in the story here. There's Jefferson's mother-in-law, Martha. There's Jefferson's wife, Martha. And then Jefferson and his wife, Martha, have a daughter, Martha. So we'll try to keep them you know, from being confused as we go through the story, but it's fundamental that if you really get into the Jefferson family that you understand which Martha we're talking about. Okay, so we're going to start with Mom Martha. Yes, and so John Wales, uh, Jefferson's father-in-law, married Martha Epps. So that's the mother-in-law. So she... Becoming when she's married now, she is Martha Wales. So John and Martha Wales are Jefferson's father-in-law and mother-in-law. John Wales just has one child with mother-in-law Martha, and that is Jefferson's wife Martha. So, got to be clear there that. Now we're starting off with mother-in-law Martha and wife Martha. But mother-in-law Martha does not survive, uh, or she only survives a week uh, after giving birth to her daughter Martha, Jefferson's wife. So Jefferson's wife Martha never knows her mother. Hmm. 
and John Wales, and by the way, it's spelled W-A-Y-L-E-S, John Wales marries two subsequent Caucasian wives, and they die. So she had her mom die, stepmom one die, stepmom two die. Correct. Okay. And there were some children via the stepmother, but then after having lost three wives, John Wales has a slave mistress. Mm. Her name is Elizabeth Hemmings. Wales has six children by Elizabeth Hemmings. And this is an important part of the story because one of those children, a daughter, is named Sarah Hemmings. And she is known to history as Sally. So now, if you think about it, Jefferson's wife, Martha, her father has children with Elizabeth Hemmings and Sally Hemmings, therefore, is Martha's half-sister. So Maine Martha has half-sisters yeah. by dad's mistress. Yeah, the wife Martha has children with the mistress, one of who is Sally Hemmings. Hmm. So... A main part of the story that you need to keep in mind is Sally Hemings and Jefferson's wife, Martha, are half-sisters. And the common is their father, John Wales. Okay. So now, now Jefferson's wife, Martha, they marry in 1772. And they're married essentially about ten and a half years. Mm-hmm. So White, Jefferson's wife, Martha, they have six children, only two of which survive to adulthood. Oh boy. And one of those is the daughter, Martha. Okay. So now you, you got to keep straight. Mother-in-law, Martha, wife, Martha. Daughter, Martha. Da- daughter, Martha. Okay. Okay. Interestingly, daughter, Martha is the only one that lasts into old age of Jefferson's children with his wife, Martha. She, the daughter, Martha, lives into her 60s. Um, but the other, there are four children that don't make it out of childhood at all. And then there was another daughter, Mary, they called her Maria, nicknamed Polly. Um, she does survive into her 20s. Uh, so... We now know the kind of the whale side of the the picture. Um, we've talked about the wife, Martha, and the fact that Jefferson with his wife, Martha, has a daughter, Martha, that does live into her 60s. That Martha actually has 12 children, 11 of which who survive. So there are quite a number of descendants, but it's through... Uh, Jefferson's oldest daughter, Martha. Okay. Okay, so that's, and so now uh, we will talk about um, the children, the especially the two surviving via Jefferson's wife, Martha, and then we'll talk about Sally Hemings and um, 
the children that Thomas Jefferson had with Sally Hemings. Perfect. There are uh, three books that I would recommend. Uh, one is called The Hemingses of Monticello by Annette Gordon-Reed. The second is uh, called Jefferson's Daughters, Three Sisters, White and Black in a Young America. And that author is Katherine Carrison. And then, of course, the overall uh, look at Jefferson's life, uh, Thomas Jefferson, The Art of Power by John Meacham. So, so we'll talk first about uh, Martha, the daughter, and Maria, what happened to them. And then I will talk about um, Jefferson's children with Sally Hemings, uh, of which there were... Uh, a handful, uh, four of which survived to being adults. So just some quick background. Uh, so the daughter, Martha, uh, is born in 1772. Uh, Jefferson is married to his wife in to September of 1782. So when Jefferson's wife dies... Uh, Martha is essentially about nine years old and she was the one, so she's only nine years old, but Jefferson is totally destroyed by his wife's death. Uh, he, in fact, there were some times where his family thought he wasn't even going to survive. Mm -hmm. He was so upset by it. His daughter accompanies him and uh, Jefferson basically says that his emotional support for the rest of his life was by his daughter Martha. Hmm. Um, she, he basically is uh, distraught, uh, totally out of it, eventually starts riding a horse around Monticello. Uh, she accompanies him when he finally uh, recovers a little bit, he's offered uh, a job by Congress to go over and help out with the negotiations in Britain for the end of the American Revolution. That By the time uh, he, he and Martha are ready to go over and do that, it essentially is, okay, they've wrapped those up. We really don't need you anymore. So he... Go, he stays in Virginia, but then um, becomes part of Congress. He's in Philadelphia for a while. Martha then spends time in Philadelphia. Uh, but then eventually Jefferson is offered to be, is offered the job to be the minister uh, to France. So essentially today, kind of like our ambassador to France which he is happy to do. He wants to get away from Virginia, from this, you know, his grief. Uh, so he takes Martha with him to Paris. She accompanies him to Paris. She's 11 years old when she goes to Paris. You might imagine you were in someone, a young girl that's in Virginia, out in a rural setting, 
She's introduced, though, then to Washington and then Philadelphia. So she has a little bit of the city life introduced to her. But then she goes to Paris. Woohoo! Yeah. Can you imagine showing up when you've been grown up in Virginia at that time frame and then all of a sudden you're in Paris? Uh, Jefferson puts her into school there. In fact, when they first got to Paris... Jefferson and Martha essentially looked around and said, we don't want to be looked at as country rubes. So Jefferson had to go out and spend quite a bit of money to get them, get their clothing so that (laughs) they would not be essentially kind of made fun of by the Parisians. Mm -hmm. Um, He, Jefferson, interestingly enough, even though his concerns about religion uh, puts her into a Catholic convent, of all things. It's kind of a private school. While it says it's a Catholic convent, it actually was highly regarded academically. Uh, it was called the, uh, I pronounce it Pathemont, P-A-N-T-H-E-M-O-N-T. I don't know, for the French pronunciation, maybe Pathemont. Um, but interestingly, that in today's dollars... That school, uh, private, uh, that Catholic school, uh, today would cost $23,000 a year. Whew. So, um, she is, so she, Martha learns French. In fact, she learns French to, and speaks it now better than her father does. Uh, they, Jefferson has left two of his daughters in Virginia when he brings Martha with her because he feels like Martha's old enough. The younger two, he thought it would be dangerous enough. Um, so the younger uh, Maria and then the youngest Lucy, who's essentially a baby, stay in Virginia. They stay with one of his wife's uh, sisters, her name is Elizabeth Wales Epps. Um, so he so was. He, he was, has that one daughter being all fancy in Paris, and the other two are just hanging out at home with Aunt Elizabeth. In Virginia, in okay. rural Virginia. Okay. He is concerned about them, um, but he feels like it's not reasonable, at least initially, to take them with him. But then tragedy happens. The youngest, Lucy, dies. She's only about two years old. This throws him into, now he's very upset. And now he wants, uh, and we'll call her Maria. Uh, She was born Mary, and her nickname was Polly. But now he wants... Maria to come over to Paris. So well, this Maria, is the last child left. The last in child Virginia. left. Yeah. So okay. exactly. So there's now he has a daughter with him in Paris. And now he has his last child from his wife, um, Maria, still in Virginia. But now he wants to bring her. And by the way, Lucy, the this the youngest Lucy that died while he was in Paris and she was a baby in Virginia, that was the baby that his wife died from 
the childbirth. It's like double whammy. Yeah, so it's it was a double, like you say, double, you know, it his wife dies in childbirth and yet and even that child that she gives birth to has died now. Doesn't even make it to three years old. Um so he's distraught and he's insistent that uh, Maria come over to Paris to join. Uh, she doesn't want to go. She makes it clear she doesn't want to go. She's happy where she is in Virginia. She doesn't know anything about the big city. How old was she at this time? Uh, she is about, let's see, she was born in 1778. And she goes to Paris when 1787. So when she, when they finally get around to getting her over there, she is nine years, about nine years old. Hmm. Um, is not real happy that, in fact, <laughs> the ship that she goes over with, um, she was supposed to go with her aunt, Elizabeth Epps, who has been taking care of her, but Elizabeth and her husband basically decide we're not going to accompany her. We're sending Sally Hemings with her. Okay. So, so tell us a little bit about Sally Hemings. Okay. So Sally, and we'll come back and finish the story on Maria, but Sally Hemings um, is his wife's half sister because you might remember uh jefferson's wife's martha's father john wales remarries twice but then has a mistress named elizabeth hemmings he has six children with her and i know this can is, can, can be kind of confusing so i highly recommend that you get uh the hemmings book or the jefferson's daughter's book and look at a family tree but one of the six children that john wales has with elizabeth hemmings her name is sarah but they call her sally but sally's half black at yes this point. well she's actually only one fourth because one elizabeth elizabeth hemmings uh she was born to a white father and a black mother so now Sally Hemings is essentially one fourth. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So. But uh, Sally was Sally a free individual? No, she was a slave. So she. And in fact, had so she was born, but then when Jefferson, she's pretty young when Jefferson leaves to go over to Paris, and in fact, uh, they think accompanies Maria to live with the Epps family while they're in Virginia, while Jefferson's over in Paris. Okay, so even though you're calling Sally Maine Martha's sister. Half, yeah, half so sister. she's a half sister. She's, she's a slave. Sla a slave. Yes. And so she's there kind of taking care of the kids. Yes, and, 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 and the kicker here is, so when Jefferson wants his daughter Maria to come over, guess who shows up with her instead of her aunt? Her aunt. Sally. It's Sally Hemings. Ah, okay. So, and then all, that all leads to Jefferson, you know, 
his arrangement. Uh, they're living together. There's a hotel in the Champs Elysees, or off the Champs Elysees in Paris. Or you can add, there's a sign that actually identifies the location. The, the hotel's not there anymore. Um, but they have a little plaque there that yeah, says Yeah, they everything. have a plaque, and they do. In fact, in the middle I of Paris, huh? took a picture of it when we were over in Paris a few years ago. Huh. Um, the building's not there, but the, they identify the, the location. Um, so they're living together. So, yes, yeah, so now Jefferson has both daughters with him in Paris. Uh, and Sally. And Sally. And uh, to keep on our timeline here without running out of time, um, so now Jefferson eventually comes back from Paris uh, to the United States. We've had the Constitutional Convention. The states have ratified, and so now in 1789, George Washington takes over as president, um, and he wants Thomas Jefferson to be with him and uh, take over as Secretary of State. By the way, uh, you were watching Hamilton last <laughs> night on TV. Disney Plus. And... Uh, <laughs> um, it's one of the fundamentals about the Washington administration, just very briefly, was the competition and disagreement between uh, Jefferson and Hamilton. So They uh, had rap battles in them. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, as far as the family, so now when, uh, can you imagine if you are Martha and Maria, the daughters, you've spent... Uh, about four years, uh, Martha and uh, Maria, two years, in Paris, of all places, mm -hmm. being exposed to dancing and the social life and the education and speaking French and all that. Well, guess what? Now you get to come back to it's Virginia. A podunk. Yeah. America. <laughs> In fact, there's, I think it was Martha who said later that when she saw Norfolk, Virginia, because it was still burned out from the the revolution, <laughs> that she was kind of like, oh my gosh, what's now I'm back in Virginia. Um, so anyway, Martha, the Jefferson's daughter, marries and... The, the guy she marries is named Thomas Randolph. They married in, it was 1790. So not long after she gets back from Paris, she meets Thomas Randolph and they, they get married. And they move to their plantation and now they start having children. Um, they have quite a number of children as we saw earlier. Uh, Eleven. Yes. Well, 12, but 11 yeah, made it. And okay. interestingly enough, um, because so at, they start to have children, uh, she's in her family life, but now Jefferson becomes president in 1801. Well, Jefferson does not have a wife, so there's no first lady. Um, Martha a few times for some months comes up to Washington and essentially is his first, you know, the, the acting first lady. Uh, but interestingly, uh, Dolly Madison, who was at 
James Madison was Washington's Secretary of State. She actually functions a lot as uh, Jefferson's stand-in First Lady. Hmm. Um, so, uh, so those are the white descendants that he has, yeah. though. So, and then in 1809, now Jefferson uh, is no longer president. He uh, turns the presidency over. James Madison has been elected. And Jefferson comes back to Monticello to, for his retirement. Well, Martha at that point has had an off and on relationship with her husband. Even though they're having all of these children, they're actually estranged for a while. And Martha uh, moves in with her children. So Jefferson's grandchildren. So now Jefferson, 11 of them. Well, <laughs> a <laughs> lot of them. Lot. I can't tell you that, you know, that every single one was there all the time, but a lot of them. Oh boy. And if you actually take the tour of Monticello, which I'll take you there <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, the Virginia president's tour, um, there's a room in fact, if you can't go there, there's a virtual tour of Monticello, which is excellent online. So to monticello.org. Uh, if you go on the first floor, one of the rooms there is called the uh, South uh, Square Room. That was Martha's office. Um, she actually kind of ran the plantation the, uh, Monticello in Jefferson's retirement for quite a while. Her husband was there off and on, but they were kind of estranged. But she was running, she was not only being the mother to all the children, but um, she was running, kind of running things. Um, the room that's called the, the South Square Room, right off the main level, was her office. Her bedroom was up on the second floor of Monticello. And I bring this up because there was a little back and forth um, when Jefferson... He was an architect. He was always pulling up and tearing down and uh, Monticello. Um, he liked what was called alcoves for bedrooms. When he, he came back from France, Jefferson, when he, he designed and had bedrooms, he thought you would have this alcove and ha but have your bed in there. Well, Martha looked at that and she says, I'm not doing that. I want a freestanding bed. And we're going to use that alcove as a closet. Well, but I don't know what an alcove is. What's uh, an alcove? Uh, it's kind of, think of a closet, but a closet with room enough on the floor of the closet for a bed to be in there. So he, want, he wanted to live in a closet. Her. He wanted her to live in a closet. Yeah, and she said, oh, no. they call it, I mean, it's not as small as a closet, but it looks, it's like a very large closet, but has room enough on the, the floor for a bed. <laughs> So I just think it's kind of an interesting thing that, uh, you know, the, kind of that, uh, and then even Maria, his other daughter, sometimes they didn't see eye to eye on things. Um, so let me, I tell you what, let me finish off with uh, the Caucasian side uh, okay. of the daughters here, and then I'll, I'll go over and talk about Sally's children okay. uh, and, and finish up with that. So... Uh, Maria comes back, uh, she meets, uh, one of her first cousins actually when she gets back. Oh boy. And his name is John Wales Epps. So John Epps. Mm -hmm. Um, they marry in 
shortly after they get back from, uh, or actually, no, it was, it was a little while. It was 1797 because she was still pretty young. Anyway, she marries uh, John Epps. They have three children, but unfortunately for Maria, she health-wise, she was like her mother. In other words, having children, she was, it made her weaker. So by number three, she's and done. And so after number three, she is done. So did uh, any of those kids survive? Only one of them survived okay. to adulthood. Okay. Um, his name was Francis Epps. Uh, he was born in 1801. She died in 1804. So he really was only about not even hardly three years old. So Francis Epps really doesn't ever remember Maria. He's too young. And uh, Maria's husband remarries. So, and kind of tragically, there was never any portrait or drawings or anything done of Maria. Hmm. So her, her surviving like? son never has any idea what she even looks like. Well, that's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Um, Looks like the mantle where all you have is Neil on there instead of me. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So Maria doesn't live, you know, she's only what about 20, um, 25 or 26 when she dies. Um, only has one surviving son. That son doesn't know her. You know, the father remarries. It was a good marriage. It didn't last very long, but, uh, and in just one other quick, uh, interesting, at least to me, interesting, that son, Francis Epps, lives a long time. He lives till he's 86 years old, ends up down in Florida mm -hmm. and starts uh, what is now, uh, it was the predecessor to what is now Florida. He's one of the the uh, founders of what what is now Florida State University. Yeah, neat. Yeah. So... So anyway, so that's the a very brief uh, discussion of Thomas Jefferson and Martha Wales' children. Now let's talk about the children that he has with Sally Hemings. So when did they start having kids? Was this during well, his time Well, there's some France, discussion did... as to whether she might have been pregnant when they came back from France. But if she was, she lost that child. Hmm. Um there's there has been controversy about you know for quite a long time there there was a lot of the jefferson de descendants that insisted that jefferson never had children with sally hemmings mm -hmm. but if you look they've done dna studies they can't say specifically that it was thomas jefferson but they can say with a lot of accuracy that it was a jefferson and if you look at, and it's discussed uh, in the Hemingses of Monticello, and there's uh, even another book by Annette Gordon-Reed that talks about, it's on Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings. If you look at when he comes back to Monticello, when she, because she was there every, every time, then nine months later, there's a child. So, so the proof is in the pudding kind of thing, but the DNA evidence doesn't quite exactly prove it mostly him. proves it when you take the dna evidence with the other 
uh, timing evidence, mm -hmm. it's virtually certain. And also, uh, a few of Jefferson's sons, uh, when people actually saw the, saw the sun later from a distance, they... Wait, which sons? The well, sons with Sally? The sons with Sally. Oh. And we'll talk about them here in, in a second. When they saw some of those sons from a distance, they, they were like, oh, there's Thomas Jefferson. Okay. They, were, they looked so, so much like, like him. So it's 99% sure. Yes. I got you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so okay. what happened? So uh, the surviving children that Sally have, has with Thomas Jefferson, the first one is born in 1798. Mm-hmm. His name is William B. Hemings. Uh, they never attached Jefferson's name to any of the children. They were, they were Hemings. Mm -hmm. uh, but they called him Beverly. So he was born in 1798. Uh, the only daughter he has with Sally, her name is Harriet Hemings. She is born in 1801. Uh, then there is a, another son in 1805, James Madison Hemings. Wow. Um, and he's, uh, we'll talk about him a little more. We'll talk about him and Harriet, actually, a fair amount. Uh, he was, James Madison Hemings was the one later on in life because he, he lived quite a long time, and he actually talked uh, and gave a a lot of background and essentially a biography and claimed in this and it's uh, actually if you look at monticello.org it's it's on there you can read it but he talked very matter-of-factly about the fact that his father was Thomas Jefferson um, so, <laughs> just a quick aside uh, he gets his name of course from uh, president uh, well, later President James Madison, Dolly Madison, because the Madisons would actually visit Monticello quite a bit. Well, when he was born, Dolly Madison talked to, to Sally and said, well, can we name him after my husband? I'll, I'll give you a present uh, if you do that. Really? So, so Sally, <laughs> they allow and they name him James Madison Hemings. Well, guess what? Dolly never gave her the present. Oh, that's rude. Um, yeah. What present was it? Don't know. They, ne they never got it. Um, anyway, so then the last uh, child was uh, a son named Thomas Eston Hemmings. And he went by Eston. So they had four. Yes. Mm -hmm. Three boys and a girl. The surviving, yes. Surviving. That, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as the four... The first two, Beverly and Harriet, um, essentially the boys, all of them, one of the things that they did was they would they were uh, taught woodworking. And they actually, uh, at least a few of them, were actually very good at it. Um, but they were slaves. Now, uh, it was pretty clear in the re my readings that these children, in fact, this is another reason why they think um, they, they are definitely Jefferson's children with Sally is the fact that they were treated much better than the other slaves mm -hmm. at Monticello. How and, many other slaves were there? Do you know? Oh, he had in his life, uh, 
all together through his whole life, there were almost 600. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. So, well, um, oh. Jefferson is one of the most interesting figures in American history, not only for what he did for the country, but how he could have... Uh, I mean, he was born into Virginia slaveholding society. It was, that was kind of the way Virginia was at the time. Uh, he did, if you really research into Jefferson, and we won't spend a whole lot of time on it here because we need to finish up with the children. I mean, we could talk all day on this, but um, he actually a few times tried to do some things that would have caused slavery to go away eventually in Virginia. Now, was he racist? Yes. You know, he didn't think blacks um, were equal to whites. But for those who think he was absolutely just a bad guy because of, of slavery, if you look at some of the things he did, um, he actually w tried to do some things that would have uh, ended up with slavery going away. But anyway, that's a, maybe a discussion for another day. Okay. Um, so. One of the, the things that I, in terms of his, in fact, uh, Madison Hemings, when he talks about uh, his father, he basically said he was, uh, Jefferson was very um, close with his white children and grandchildren, but was somewhat distant um, with his children with Sally Hemings. Mm -hmm. That to me is kind of the, if you're going to, and it's very questionable about judging people um, with today's standards, you know, back in history, mm -hmm. that's, you know, and they call that presentism. Right. Um, it's, you go down a slippery slope with that. But if in fact these were uh, children with Sally I don't, I can't see how he could have been, um, as kind of more distant with them and not as, uh, you know, loving with them. Hmm. Um, I can, I'm not excusing it, but I can at least understand, um, his, you know, where Virginia was in slavery at the time. But what I can understand is if in the fact these were his children, which they probably were, why he wasn't, uh, you know, more loving with them, hmm. more close with them. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, the first two, Beverly and Harriet, Beverly, um, they left Monticello. Well... One other thing real quick. So another reason why it's very likely that these were Jefferson's children was these were the only slaves he ever freed were, oh, so he did were, free them. were Sally and, uh, yeah. So he, when, when did that happen? Uh, 18, the first two he allowed to leave. That was Beverly and Harriet. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, uh, they both went to Washington, D.C. and went into white communities <clears throat> because their skin was light enough mm -hmm. that they could, pass. they could pass as white. And so they both went there and went into white community. Har Harriet, in particular, um, she left in 1822 
Jefferson gave her fifty dollars. Oh, um, freed her, mm-hmm. and she. But she went in and essentially, when she moves to Washington D.C., Beverly is there and helps her get set up. But she marries a white man, and essentially covers her tracks so effectively that mm-hmm. there's hardly any information about her to this day. Really? So she was smart. And in the Jefferson Daughters book, it describes this very, because Catherine Carrison, the author, tries to do a rigorous historical review to try and find out about Harriet Hemings. Mm-hmm. And there's just not a whole lot there. So I'm she, assuming her husband didn't know that. No. Interesting. She, so she's, Beverly and, Her- and Harriet, they go into the white community and, you know, they are, they are free. Hmm. Um, Harriet does have some correspondence with Madison. Um, now, Madison and Eston, so James Madison Hemmings, Hemmings, so we're calling them by their middle names. In fact, Thomas Eston Hemmings, they, he goes by Eston. Um, these are the last two children. These are the last two. Now, Jefferson dies in 1826, the 50th anniversary, J- July 4th, 1826, of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, he and Adams die on the same day. But anyway, because in his will now, he has freed Madison and Eston. Mm-hmm. So they go to Charlottesville and they move there and Sally then is freed also and she lives in uh, uh, Charlottesville with her two sons for a while. The sons uh, eventually leave Virginia. Sally dies in 1835 in Charlottesville. Um, So the sons after that they say we're not going to stay around Virginia, and they both move to Ohio. Now, Madison Hemings marries a, a free woman of color, but he is the only one of Jefferson's children with Sally that stays in the black community. Okay. Okay. He eventually moves to Waverly, Ohio, um, has 10 children there, mm-hmm. um, and... He is the one that gets interviewed later on in the 1870s where he talks matter-of-factly about the history of all of this that, you know. So he's his, basically his, the one to credit for continuing the, the black line of yes, Jefferson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And uh, Eston also moved. It was Chillicothe, Ohio that he uh, moved to. He marries a free woman of color also, but he's stays in the white community and eventually moves to Wisconsin and uh, dies up there when he's in Wisconsin. What did they end up doing? Uh, They not only, you know, the woodworking, but uh, um, Eston was a very talented band leader and musician. So to keep us without going on and on, because we're trying to keep these to about 30 minutes, I think I'll finish up there. But uh, one last thing, there is, ironically, uh, Eston has 
children. So now these are Thomas Jefferson's grandsons. Um, so out of uh, Catherine Carrison's book uh, titled Jefferson's Daughters, um, they talk about uh, Eston's sons. He had uh, two sons. The elder was named John Wales Jefferson, who was the elder son of Eston Jefferson. This elder son served as a major and then a colonel in the Union Army during the Civil War. And I'm quoting from Carrison's book. It says here, His men praised him for his bravery, gallantry, and coolness under fire and idolized him for his kindness and courtesy off the battlefield, never guessing that the man who commanded them was the son of an ex-slave. That's crazy. And then also um, the younger son of Eston, um, this was a, a different Beverly. This was Eston's son that he named Beverly. Um, Beverly served in the 1st Volunteer Wisconsin Re Regiment raised during the Civil War. Thereafter, he returned to run the family business, a successful restaurant in Madison, Wisconsin. Without the discriminatory restrictions that bound many of Madison Hemings' descendants, Eston's descendants, flourished in careers as doctors, lawyers, and businessmen. Hmm. Good for them. So, anyway, that's a, that's a very brief view of the children of uh, Thomas Jefferson, both with his wife and uh, with Sally Hemings. Um, I, I knew that there was some controversy there, but I didn't ever really know the story, so that was, that was good. Well, the Madison the Hemings descendants uh, and even others uh, are, to this day, there's a controversy because in the graveyard at Monticello, uh, they think they are descendants and should be able to be buried there, mm. whereas the only descendants uh, that are buried there are the descendants on the uh, you know, Jefferson and Wales side. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. so anyway, uh, that was good. So our next, uh, talk will be, we'll, we'll, we're finished with Jefferson, uh, for now anyway. And, uh, we'll talk about, uh, James Madison, okay. uh, in our next podcast. Very good. Well, check out our Instagram page or Facebook or website. I'll have it listed in the details. Um, I'll make sure I post some of those books that you're referencing dad, but. Other than that, we'll see you next time. Okay.